Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Chat. I am your panel moderator, Casey, and we have so much to discuss tonight. But before we jump into everything, let's say hello to our co-host, Miss Dee Dee Ewing. How are you? Bold, black, and beautiful, baby. And the one and only Rodrigo, the man after my heart. How are you? Oh, Casey, thank you. Uh, I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. And I can never cover up my emotions of how much I love him, but he can always cover up on this podcast. Tiggs, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> and the one and only, he knows that I was going to do it, Alan Franz Phelps Higley Jr. How are you? Mm-mm-mm. I'm great. All the old people are still alive. I love all the old people. No, don't you I don't try. know what you guys are talking about. Well, speaking <laughs> of old people, particularly old hags, uh, Melissa Reeves is temporarily out at NBC Days mm. of Our Lives. Um, as everybody knows, Melissa has played the role of Jennifer Horton on and off since 1985. Um, At this time, she released a statement saying she didn't want to commute to work because of the pandemic. However, fans can't help wonder if this is also due to the backlash she received um, when she liked some racist rants by Candace Owens and then made her thoughts known on the matter as well of Black Lives Matter um, and other protests that were happening around the country. Um. All My Children and As the World Turns veteran Katie McLean has replaced her in the role. Um, Alan, how do you feel about this casting decision? And do you think it's temporary as the show claims it? I feel great about it because Katie's a great actress. I wonder her in a role. I wish we cast it back to the, in June when this whole shithole went down. And it, I don't think it's going to be temporary cast because number one, and Freaking COVID's gonna last what at least eight more months at least. He's number two. That cast pretty much all subtweeted Melissa Reeves. Hard. Number three, Katie fucking McLean. She's she'd be great. She's gonna be great in the role. So Melissa Reeves can just go stay in Nashville or whatever and be a grandma. Good for her. Um. So, D, it's been revealed, um, according to sources of the show, that Katie McLean is already filming um, in the role of Jennifer Horton. Um, so, what do you hope for the character of Jennifer moving forward under Katie's reign? You know, part of me is super petty and hopes that in the first scene, you know, new Jen is um, eating a nice, lovely chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. But... Um, part of me is just like, it's Jennifer, you know, it's, it's Jennifer Horton. Jennifer Horton's going to Jennifer Horton. She's going to do what she's going to do. I hope she, you know, I was trying to be chill. You know how I was on this bird app. I was like hoping that, you know, Melissa Reeves would come back and that she'd be in a relationship with a black man. She'd be having an affair with a black man while eating Chick-fil-A sandwiches, you know, <laughs> rocking oh a God. Black Lives Matter shirt, you know? <laughs> oh. oh, my God. 
you know, um, I have all the faith in the world that my Uncle Ron would be petty enough to write that into the script. So I'm just like, it's whatever. <laughs> it's Katie McLean. She's going to come. She's going to rock it. There's going to be a large contingent of people that are going to wish that she would stay. Then we already know there's going to be the Jennifer Horton purists that love Melissa Reeves that are going to be like, oh, this is horrible. This is horrendous before she's even shown up on screen you know people feel mm. a certain type of way about that horton family so i'm just excited to see what katie brings katie is gonna make those cheap sets look so beautiful she is just gonna come on there and make that show look so gorgeous i mean she's, she's daytime royalty and anybody yes she is with two brain cells to rub together will know that this is <laughs> good if you're gonna have to recast at least recast with someone that knows how to act that gets along with her coworkers that comes prepared and is ready to bring it in every scene. So I don't see why there's going to be a problem. I already know which Twitter accounts are going to be going off and they can shut up because uh, Dixie Cooney is here and she's going to kill it. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so Rodrigo, of course, many people right away um, brought up their thoughts about Matthew Ashford, who of course plays the role of Jack Devereaux. Now, they fire Matthew about every six to eight months. The man can't last a contract out to save his life. Um, so do you think the future of the Jennifer character will impact the future of the Jack character once again? No, because I think Katie's going to come and bring it. I think her and Matt Ashford will have chemistry together. Um, Katie's that just that actress that's just, she has chemistry with a lot of people. She comes in contact with from as the world turns back to all my children she was back and forth remember she was back and forth all through the 2000s on both of those shows and she had chemistry with all her leading men on the, both of those shows so i don't think matt has really has anything to worry about um for now um but we know that usually changes with him but still i think the character will be fine i mean it's in the cable hands of katie I wish Katie would be staying on. I know this is temporary because a lot of, you know, daytime actors and actresses, some have chosen not to come back because of COVID. And we know this. We know who they are. Um, so this is just a show doing what it had to do in recasting. I mean, GH is doing it with recasting, and this show did it, is doing it. So Matt has nothing to worry about. He's fine. So... Tiggs, I want to go to you next, because another character that people have been talking about ever since the whole Melissa Reeves thing blew up on Twitter is, of course, Peter Blake, um, played by Jason Brooks from 1993 to 1998. And, of course, we know about the alleged... Um, incidences that took place with Missy and um, Jason. Um, so, overall... Are you hoping for a Peter Blake return? Yes. It, 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 will make, it will make the most sense at this point. I mean, the whole reason we never got Peter to come back or barely mentioned him is because of Melissa Reeves. But now with her being temporarily, quote-unquote, gone, I think it will be something that should be explored. Why not? Take advantage of it. If Drayson Brooks ain't doing nothing, get him back. If he don't want to come back, get Ted King. Why not? I'm all down for it. And him coming back will not just affect Jack and Jennifer, but Chad and Abigail, Jake and Gabby, uh, hell, Brady and Kristen. Like, 
it, it, it will it will shake some things up. And like somebody on Twitter talking about, well, if he comes back, he, he shouldn't be connected to Jack and Jennifer. Well, why the hell would he come back then, stupid? I mean, his initial story would be involving Jack and Jennifer. Duh. Why, why would he come back and just, that would drive the fans crazy if Peter Blake came back and that's stupid. No. But yes, I want him to come back. I know Katie's going to do a great job. I hope she stays. Melissa can stay eating chicken and listening to country music and all that other stupid shit. Not wearing a mask. Stay her ass down there in Nashville. Bye. Well, and you know, there was a Peter Blake mention as early as last summer. And I feel, you know, with as much as they played Kristen and Stacey Hyduke carrying the show on her back and carrying the Demera legacy on her back uh, for as long as she did, you know, it'd be great to throw somebody else in the mix. And people have been wanting Peter back for a very long time. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see what Katie brings to the role. She's one of my favorite actresses. Um, even though I wasn't a huge fan of her stint on The Young and the Restless, that was mostly due to Pratt's writing and not really her acting. But yeah, big changes coming to Days of Our Lives. We'll see. And of course, in my opinion, I think Katie will bring very strong ratings for the show. I'm really predicting that 200,000 people may come with her. Um, but anyway... Let's turn over to the ABC network. Um, and another bit of shocking casting news, which we haven't been able to discuss yet since it was revealed two weeks ago. Kim Delaney is returning to her soap opera roots. This time she is joining the cast of General Hospital. Of course, Kim got her start as Jenny on All My Children. Um, Dee, what do you think of Kim Delaney coming back to soaps after all this time? I guess if she's not Elizabeth's mother, I kind of don't care. Um, I've been asking for Elizabeth's mother since um, 19, before Casey was born. I still don't have Elizabeth's mother. If she's not coming back as Elizabeth's mother, she's just one more character that's probably going to be propping one of these newbies. And I'm not really about that life. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt because China Beach used to be one of my favorite shows. But... I'm trying to figure out where exactly she's going to go and how she's going to be used and how many other people are going to have to be if she stays long-term. I have questions. Well, and, you know, she's already begun filming um, and she should be airing very shortly, um, possibly next week. Um, And so, you know, I think honestly... You know, Frank is going to try and make her stay because she brings a lot of clout with her, not just from soap fans. But, you know, Kim Delaney, of course, blew up, um, uh, well, on the jet ski and after All My Children. Um, And so, you know, it will be interesting to see how they work her into the show. But, Rodrigo, I want to go to you because, you know, many people are hoping for Elizabeth's mother. But, of course, we know she's not going to be Liz's mother. Um, so what do you think of that? Do you think it would have been smarter to anchor her to the canvas in that way? I'm, I'm with you. I've been asking for Liz's mother since the damn Clinton administration because, like, <laughs> they, they have still have never casted mother. 
They wouldn't even bring on Jeff Weber when they had Hayden revealed as the sister, which made never made sense to me. Um, but the thing that irritates me about this casting, I mean, I love Kim Delaney. I'm glad she's coming back to her soap roots. Um, the smart casting move on Frank's part. But the thing I don't like is he doesn't reveal who the character's name is. Like, as if this is going to be this big reveal of a character in GH history and we have to wait and see. And it's going to turn out to be, rumor is, she's going to be Chase's mother. That's one of the rumors who she's going to be. Uh, another rumor is she may be, I mean, I heard maybe she might be Jackie Tem Templeton, the Demi Moore character from the 80s. So that's another rumor. So like, I guess Frank wants us to speculate and like do all this shit, but I like, I hate when he does that. Just tell us who the person's gonna be so we can like look forward to something. So I'm like, what is she going to bring to this canvas now? I mean, I don't know, <laughs> but the way these rides have been going, I mean, they've been doing good. So like, they must have a plan with her. So we'll just have to wait and see. Now. Jackie Templeton would be interesting. And I feel that if Ron was still writing the show, she would be Jackie Templeton. That's like a very Ron type thing to do. We saw it all throughout his run and it was fun to watch that. But I think at the end of the, the day, she's going to be Chase, Chase's mother. I mean, that's the one that makes the most sense story-wise for where the show is because the show has mentioned that character over and over and over again um, these past couple of weeks since they've been back. So otherwise, I mean, I'm happy to see her on regardless. I truthfully am um, because Kim is great and it's a big get for the show um, and it's huge for her to come back to her daytime roots. So, you know, I'm not exactly as peeved as everybody else is because I love her so much. Um, but Tiggs, let's go to you. How do you feel about this? And do you want to see Kim stick around long-term? Um, I like Kim Delaney. I, I don't think she has the cachet she had 20 years ago. It's no shade. Um, the last thing I remember... That was shade. In, don't you lie. I, <laughs> I mean, the, the last time I remember anybody mentioning Kim Delaney's name was like NYPD Blue or something like that. Like, okay. <laughs> but, um... I mean, I, I like her. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, Jenny blew up on that jet ski when I was a toddler, yeah. so or before I was born. So when I mean, whenever she did come back and to be as a ghost, and because you know, Tad fell and, and cracked his shit open or something like that. That was um, Lord. Let me tell you, Deadline said there's no word yet on if she'll play Jenny. I'm like. We know she ain't gonna play Jenny Garden. <laughs> Get out of here! I'm like, come on. She's probably no. gonna be Chase's mother. Like, like you know, like Dee Dee said, she could have been Liz's mother, or she could have been fucking Lois Cirillo. But I, yeah, she's probably gonna be Chase's mama. And Finn don't like her because they probably fucked thirty years ago, and he probably Chase's daddy or some shit like that. But I, I mean, I didn't say nothing to you. Yeah. Yeah, she's probably, as long they probably gonna try yeah. to pair her up with Colonel Sanders to try to get some little buzz going or something, or have them interact in some way or whatever. I don't even know what Michael Lee Knight is doing on that show anymore because getting a check. That's all. When when I hear his 
quote unquote accent. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Colonel <laughs> like, Sanders, I keep telling you who it is. That ain't even Sanders. a southern accent. I'm like, he don't sound like uh, my yeah. grandma Linda. You know, <laughs> he's a commercial. Yeah, 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 yeah I like, might be a nice chat. You know what? Leave us check, leave us we, know that, we know that Frank <laughs> believes in in keeping every actor in daytime hired. We we get this. Like it's like the my God, even actor. Alan's probably got a job from Frank. I mean, ugh. I wish. Alan's gonna play Cameron Spencer. You just want it. it just bye. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope it's short term though. Even if she is a good character, I just hope it's short term because GH is on the right path right now. We ain't got time for no bullshit. Just stay on the right path. We ain't got time for no detours. They are on the right path to Grandma's house. We don't need to be stopping at the filling station. You're allowed one. Okay, if your soap is good, if your soap is really good, in my opinion, you're allowed one detour. But they've only been good for a month, yo. That's not enough credit. Right, yeah. That is not enough credit. I can give you one. GH been good for six months. But no, now, some people would argue though that the Maxi, some people would argue though that the Maxi Peter thing is the one detour. But you know what? we're still waiting for Maxi to fall down those stairs. I know. We're we're to to the I, feel, I feel it's coming. It's coming I soon. Feel like, I feel it. I feel like they were chem testing her with Brando. If you watch today's episode, which they would oh. be so hot together. I mean, Child, they've been chem. Te- they've been chem testing Brando. Shit, they haven't seen when he was with rubbing up everyone. on the lampshade, goddammit. They can test it, Brando, with Alan. I mean... Well, that's how you do with the, that's how you do with a new character. You gotta oh, spread him around. I, I, I saw him around. Yeah. Yeah. Honey, passing they can, him around like a doobie, yo. That's they can pass him to my house if they want. Yeah, you know what? Quit being a slut, Casey. Pull my hair, pull my hair and call me Molly. Pull my hair and call me Molly. You know what? You know what? Uh, the way we going, he going to be calling you Sam. Keep it up. Oh, my God, Brando. How could you do that to Jason's wife? I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Mr. McTavish Serapa, let's go mm. to you. Um, mm. We're going to continue on the ABC network here. Um, we'll switch gears, though, to The View. Um, Sunny Hostin has decided to release her own memoir uh, titled I Am These Truths, a memoir of identity, justice, and living between worlds. Um, However, she did reveal that ABC requested her allegedly to delete some chapters um, that didn't exactly put ABC in a good light. Sunny went on to say, deleting those passages didn't feel right to me. They were all true, and they were some of the battle scars of my experience. My television agent and my book agent emailed me to express confusion that a news organization would try to censor a Puerto Rican African-American woman's story while they were covering global demonstrations demanding racial um, equity. So, Alan, what do you think about ABC allegedly wanting to censor Sonny's memoir. That's fucked up and it has your role. Because in this day and age, you're trying to censor a black and Puerto Rican woman or, or honest views. And they just probably, probably wasn't going to go through because they got found out about that racist woman in the daytime apartment that the Ashar Lee wrote about. And, you know, I think it was, you know, pretty bold of ABC to allegedly suggest something like this because you know you have 
to admit your workplace faults. And if there are faults in the system, then it's not healthy for the system. And, you know, we have heard time and time again about the alleged behavior at The View. There was a book that just came out last year about it. And so, you know, overall, I stand with Sunny. But D, let's go to you here. Um, Do you think that ABC needs to release an apology to Sunny about this? Uh, They need to release an apology and she needs to release those chapters. Because if there's tea that needs to be spilled, then she needs to spill the tea. I'm like, slide into my DM, Sunny. I got you, boo. But I mean, honestly, (laughs) you're a news organization. How are you going to sit up here and tell someone that they can't talk about the news? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, that lets me know you're doing some shady CBS type dealings and um, some less type stuff maybe going on over there. And maybe we need to take a little closer look at what's going on over there. But Sunny, girl, release release those chapters. Release them. Be like, I don't know what happened. Release them. Because obviously, if they're juicy enough that that network doesn't want them to get out, that's exactly what I want to read. Well, and um, Rodrigo, Sunny even went on to reveal that um, she had to end up getting a lawyer um, because of this. Um And that now in the new kind of forward of her memoir, um, she expresses this battle. So how do you feel about Sonny's um, courageousness to not give in? That's Sonny. Sonny's our Sonny. Because she's always stood up for what she believed in. She don't take no shit on that show. From what I've watched of it, and I, I mean, I'll admit it. I don't watch that show every day. That show to me, I I, I catch that shit on Twitter, because that's one of the best moments coming on Twitter when everybody's going off on it and stuff. But like when I see her and her clips, like she's always, you know, standing up for herself. So I'm not surprised that she would stand up to her own bosses at ABC. I hope she's able to like to release the chapters. It's her truth, and you can't stop her truth. And that means you have something to hide. You don't want her to reveal something. So what is it? What's, you know, what, what are you trying to hide, ABC? I mean, let her release the book. I mean, all you can say is, what are you going to say? Just say they're not true. Like every other statement that comes out where people are accused of something. So um, good for Sunny. I mean, as long as, you know, it doesn't cost her her job. I mean, if it costs her her job, that's going to be another issue. Um, but, I mean, good for her. Well, and, you know, what was interesting to me is that ABC uh, didn't silence The View um, in June when they spoke about uh, one of their senior executives uh, being placed on leave for allegations of racism. Um, And Sonny spoke very heavily um, on those allegations made against that senior executive. So Tiggs, do you think it's weird that all of a sudden they allegedly backtrack when it comes to Sonny's memoir? No. She's a woman of color. She's a woman and a woman of color. So, of course, mine. She needs to release that book. Fuck ABC. Tell Mickey Mouse to kiss her ass. Release it. Because, I mean, it's, it's out there now. We know the chapters exist. I can see this is all hush-hush and nobody knew, but do it now. And don't even try to fire her because y'all just gonna make things worse. Let her go ahead and do it. Y'all fucked up. Apologize. That's all you can do. 
I Sonny, get your coin, girl. Get your coin. <laughs> and I've always been a Sunny fan. I think that she's always needed her own show um, because she is just very smart and she's life changing and she's refreshing. And in my opinion, she is the best co-host at The View. Um, she is the brightest. She is the one who just gets what we're all going through. Um, she's definitely a speaker for the people. Um, Alan, let's go to you, though, because now it's time to talk about Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, talk show premiered for its 18th season. Ellen is back in the studio with a virtual audience. Um, and right away, she wasted no time to address the claims of the toxic workplace, sexual misconduct, um, more about the show's possible future, and everything concerning the um, investigation done on her show. However, um, I don't know if you watched her opening remarks or not. Um, I did. I did as well. Um, it was the most disappointing uh, opening I've ever seen to a talk show that wants to address their own allegations. Um, and it was also, I don't think I've ever seen anybody destroy their reputation so quickly. Um, so as everybody on this panel may know, Ellen decided to go more of a joking route. Um, she, one of the things that stuck out to me is she said, I want to stand up for the show because my name's on everything, including underwear. And she got a big laugh. Um, so Alan, how did you feel about Ellen's poorly timed comedy routine uh, with allegations of sexual abuse and misconduct and um, other allegations made against her show? The apology quotation marks was fake as hell. That tone was fucked up because you're going to accuse of serious things and you're making jokes. And then you're going to be bitter complaining about people being mad at one nice girl image thing, be to be kind to each other thing. Like it was an accident she got portrayed as that. What is a very cultivated image she's been cultivating for years, giving like ten thousand dollars to people that was like a TikTok video or something like that. And so yeah, it was horrible. And she's a bitch and I hate her and I wish she'd go away. Well, and I noticed a lot of interesting things throughout her show because I also decided to watch other snippets of it because I wanted to get the full rounded idea of how the rest of the show went. So one, the first thing I noticed is they dressed Ellen in white, which was, a, yeah, which was a very interesting purity type clothing choice. Um, and it wasn't just any oh. white. It was like an offset eggshell white. Like, you know, um, <laughs> D just had to go back on mute, which D, I'm going to you next, so get ready. Um, the next thing I noticed was she wasted no time having them turn the camera to Twitch. Um, and she also wasted no time having one of her first guests be um, Tiffany Haddish. Which the reason I say that's interesting is because there were also the possibility of allegations being made about racism on the set. Um, and it was very interesting to have a black woman as your first guest. And I think Ellen was trying to make points 
that were completely done in the wrong way. So, Dee, what did you think of Tiffany Haddish being her first guest among allegations of racism? And also, <laughs> what did you think of the show as a whole if you got the chance to watch it or watch any snippets of it? Okay. Let me be honest and very frank here. This was all extremely calculated. The whole thing was calculated. Her wearing white, oh, purity. There ain't nothing pure about you. You're like, whatever. Her having Tiffany Haddish on there, okay, we see what you're trying to do. You're like, oh, look, I have black friends. You know how racist people normally do that. They throw up that, oh, but I have black friends thing. Melissa Um, Reeves. Don't go there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go there. Um, So... I'm sitting here and I'm watching this and I'm looking at it and I'm just like, this whole thing is just contrived. All you're trying to do is, it's, it's contrived, the whole thing. It's serious allegations or you cracking jokes. All you have to do is come up and say, my bad, I'm going to try and do better. I would have accepted that more so than you cracking jokes and trying to make yourself the victim up on here. Like, like we're stupid and we're not going to see what you're doing. And you know, there's a time and a place for a joke. You know, we've discussed some very serious issues on this show, um, like we're doing right now. And, you know, I think we're a very fun show. We're a very joking show. Um, but also, Ellen DeGeneres doesn't seem to understand the domino effect that she's caused um, at that network um, for her former staffers. And, you know, one ex-employee did speak up. um, And this ex-employee said, not only did Ellen turn my trauma, um, turn our traumas into a joke, she somehow managed to make this about her. Um, And then also somebody who is currently working on the Ellen DeGeneres show um, also said, it's kind of amazing that this is being discussed on her show to actually go from an environment where nothing is said and everyone keeps their head down to now when it's the topic of her first show back, it's pretty amazing. Whether or not I believe in this message that she is saying is another issue. Um, and finally, another ex-staffer chimed in and said, I don't feel sorry that she's in a shitload of trouble because she branded herself the be kind person. She's acting like it was something she said in passing that just stuck with her. It's not something that stuck with her. It's not an accident. She went forward with this idea and this marketing strategy that was not true behind the scenes. So, Rodrigo, what do you think of the two ex-staffers speaking up and then the current staffers speaking up as well? Oh, God. Well, first of all, I already told you I wasn't watching that whole no more. I'm not watching no Ellen. So that's, that's, let's make that clear. I only saw these little clips on Twitter because they're all over the place. Um, I mean, the ex-staffers are not going to care anyway. I mean, anything she says, they're just not going to, who cares? They're not, they're not with the shits. They know the truth. Um, Ellen is just very disappointing how she came back and just made it a whole joke. It's not a joke, honey. It's not a joke. Like, we're not laughing. Like, nobody's laughing. Like, I don't know where you thought you would come back on your first... I mean, whose idea was that? Like, they need to be fired, too. Like, this, this is ridiculous. Like, like her ratings are going to go down. Like, I just know it. Like, it's, it's... Her time is up. It is up. And, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not watching her show. I, 
I, I even stopped, I stopped watching this show even before like all these stuff allegations started happening. I was like, okay, I'm not with this show no more. Like it's boring to me. I don't care. I don't care about her. Next. Well, and so let's um talk about the ratings. Uh, Variety has published um the season premiere ratings. Um, she scored a 1.9, which was the same as last year's uh, ratings. Um, but what's interesting about that, though, is, um, you know, I truly believe that they can only go down from there because it's not really a good thing if your show's premiere numbers are the same as they were last year because that's not showing growth. Um, and, you know, each season you want to show growth. You know, Days of Our Lives, you know, when their ratings come out, they want to show growth season to season um, and month to month. But here we have the same exact rating from a year ago. So, Tiggs, what do you think about Ellen's ratings? Um, and do you think they'll go uh, down as the season continues for her they probably will go down they'll they'll probably stay the same for a little while because people are nosy and there are going to be people who just like ellen are going to continue to watch no matter what but yeah they're going to go down because like i think the first couple of months people are just going to be nosy to see how she's reacting with guests and all that stuff to see if there's any big change but i'm like she's going to Though these are her famous friends, so she's gonna always treat them with the respect they deserve because you know they're rich like her. So okay, Tiffany Haddish has been on the show how many times? Like okay, Tiffany Haddish is there. Who gives a shit? Like nobody cares. Like she's gonna continue having you know ordinary people on doing stunts and shows like one trick ponies and you know yeah that monologue those jokes. I don't know who told her. Oh, we should just lighten the mood. No, fuck that. Ain't nothing to be lighting about this mood. Like Didi said, no, my bad. We fucked up. You, you, you lose sight of things when you at the top. You don't pay attention to every little thing. None of us would. So admit that. I'm also uh, kind of upset with um, NBC and um, overall on this whole joke side of things. Um, and I'm also upset with... Um, Warner Brothers Television, um, who put the investigation um, into use. Because was no HR person there when those jokes were being written to say, hey, your show was just investigated for misconduct allegations. Maybe you shouldn't make it a joke. Where was the accountability from an HR department or a supervising producer or a supervising writer or somebody, you know, shit, even the person typing it on the teleprompter for her. Where was that person going, I don't think this is okay. To you. They're clearly, Ellen, nothing has changed. Because if there truly was change for this show going forward, then it wouldn't have been a bad stand-up. Um, like an episode of the Ellen show sitcom from 1993. Um, but anyway, let's get into something a little bit more happy. Um, I would like to introduce a new segment to the show, which is all about memories of soaps. Um, so let's break down what happened on this day in soap opera history. So D, in 1997, um, on General Hospital, Brenda was left at the altar today. 
<laughs> her famous oh. line, he always leaves me standing in the rain. So do Damn you reflect you, on your memory of Brenda being left at the altar, if you remember. First off, I want to say fuck you, Casey, for reminding me what happened today. <laughs> for real, the first one, the first one. The Casey. first thing you're going to come with is that. <laughs> it's a doozy. I Knowing know. that I literally put on that burner, <laughs> that that episode will make me cry. Every time that I watch it, you're going to go hit me with that? Let me tell you. Whew. Tell them, D. Tell there, you can never, ever, ever top Sunny and Brenda. I don't care how you how you can try, you will never top Sunny and Brenda. They were everything, everything, everything. You will never top that. Even that triangle with oh, pre MAGA jacks. That triangle was everything. Up until Vanessa Marcel sold me, I never in life could imagine that you would be in love with two people at the same time. But she sold that story. She saw that breakdown. She saw that break up. Like it was everything. I was just sitting there crying. I was sick. I remember when it happened. It was on a Friday. I was sick mm. all weekend long. And then that Monday when it carried over, I was just sick. I called on work on Tuesday. I was like, I can't do this. This is too much. So mm. if someone can mess with you and it's been this long and it still has me in my feelings the way that I am. Or Rodrigo just laid out over there. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know you have that fire chemistry that was fire writing. General Hospital, I can, you can argue with me, that was probably General Hospital's heyday in terms of writing. It I mean, was. You were not fast forwarding. Yeah. It was. You did oh, not, the heyday. fast forward button did not work. During uh, the no, it did not. The rewind <laughs> button was getting a workout. The VCR. The, just <laughs> the, the um, beauty of that wedding. Oh my God. The lead up, the lead up to that wedding. You remember oh, like, that? Up to it, their oh, last her talking their about last thing she had, when she talked about how she had that movie plan in her head, the real adventures of Brenda Baird. And then he was like, and tomorrow it'll be Brenda Corinthos. Man, Sonny ain't shit. And I just, <laughs> oh. And he D. just left her, and then at the end, when she's sitting there, she's like, he always leaves me standing in the rain. In the rain. Brenda fell D. over, I fell over with her. We were, we were sick together, I'm not even gonna lie. D, you're reminding me right now of that Anna Navarro clip that Rodrigo likes to share, where she goes, the clearance that that has, the power that that has. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you are just going to the the into the clations that that has. Oh. <laughs> you just don't understand. Oh. If you... If, if Any, you YouTube weren't haters, if if they weren't always taking the clips off, and you could watch them from, uh, the, I know, understand why we are still to this day like Vanessa, make it work, baby, come back. But we need that good fire writing because the Balkan stuff, oh, that was some BS. Like that, was I, don't know her. Uh, I don't know uh, her. I don't know her. That man was, with them tiny ass glasses. Who was no. that? Uh, and his little head, his beady ass eyes. No, I'm over that. But I'm saying Gross. honestly, that wedding was up there. Just, just. Ugh. And the yeah. fact that Bre what made me so mad about that wedding is when Brenda went down that aisle by herself, thinking so that Sunny was. She, she was thought coming. Sunny was. Oh, she thought Sunny was coming, and then she, she turned around, good. and Jason's funky ass coming down the aisle. Oh, I hate it. Like, <laughs> this is funky ass. With his funky ass coming down that aisle, the new mobster. So he, he, had, he was, 
because he had replaced Sonny, I think. Yeah, so Sonny yeah. had left, and he had he had replaced Sonny, and just telling him it was a good ride. I was telling her it was a good ride. I was so me. mad. It was a good ride. Then when she said oh. it was diamonds at the beginning and diamonds at the end, and hand oh. and then uh. ass is gonna have the nerve to try to be in that limo looking hurt and shit. You didn't left this mm. chick at the damn altar. Are you mad because she gave you back your <laughs> fuck you mm. and your diamonds? I'm sorry. I wish you guys Ooh. would be able. I wish our listeners could see the hand motions that D is using oh, wow. right now. <laughs> She's flinging her arms all around. Brenda became Brenda became a vengeful bitch after that too because she was yeah, going on. Like, she was <laughs> she was going in on Carly. She was going in on Jason. She, she was going on, on Jason. everybody. Jason's whole life. She was like. You look like a wannabe. Want to be the man that pulls your strings? I was like, get yes. him, pull, get him. Yes, yes. Oh, that. Oh, that department store scene. You know, hospital is not allowed to drag people. The only people that are allowed to drag people like that is Carly and Cat Poop Sam. I'm telling you, nobody's allowed to drag like they used to drag back in the oh, 90s. I don't um. So Tiggs, let's go to you because something else that. Um, also happened on this day back in the year of 2000. To get was that you. on As the World Turns, Lily and Rose were revealed to be twins. Um, so what were your fondest memories of Martha Byrne playing two separate roles? I mean, Martha Byrne did what she had to do. Like, I mean, I liked Rose, of course. You know, this is a Lily Snyder stand account because after a while, it just became too much of Rose. She started overshadowing Lily, which is why they killed the character off. Um, yeah, I mean, Rose, because I didn't think she was going to stick around as long as she did. I was like, oh, okay. I thought she was going to turn out to be psycho and try to kill Lily and be gone by police. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> she didn't. And then every man Ooh. in Oakdale wanted to sniff her. Wanted Rose. Wanted Rose. Everybody, Everybody wanted Rose. Wanted Rose. Uh, I was like, oh, was God. Like, uh, thank, thank you, Will. Thank you, Will. Because okay. I was like, this is ridiculous. But I, I mean, mean, yeah, that, that I was like Martha. Martha that was, was cool. heyday for me. Olga Sheff was writing the shit out of that show. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, the show barely recovered after Douglas Marlin died, um, and you know, they went through a very rough period in the '90s, and Douglas Marlin, you know, picked up the ball and he went with it, and yeah, oh. Those Hogan you remember, were good. But you remember that whole that Lily and Rose story started before Hogan. And when Hogan took over, he took it in another direction. I don't know the writers yeah. before that didn't know where they were going with this Lily and Rose things. I was like, this, I didn't know where this was going. So they, you know, went the twin route, which I'm like, oh, Iva had another baby she didn't know about. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, Iva was a hoe. So I mean, I was just Iva like, was okay. Going. How you don't remember? I love when they do this also. How you don't remember the other twin you had? I'm just like, oh God, here we go with this. Like, Lord okay. with Sherry. Yeah, <laughs> right, like, like you just passed out <laughs> and the other bitch just popped out some kind of way. But Iva was yeah, such a hoe, I was like, like okay. Sometimes people do pass out during birth, I'm just saying. Not that I'm I know, but you know, I mean, you know when you've had twins. Come on. Honey. You pass out long enough and there's always some desperate nurse that just want a baby for herself. Like, I'll take this one. <laughs> The wreckage. I mean, come on. Ava didn't notice double the wreckage down there. <laughs> um, but Alan, let's go to you. Um, because 
on this day back in 1998, the couple that never was, but the couple that everybody wanted, got engaged on The Young and the Restless, and that is Neil and Victoria. Um, so, Alan, what do you think about Young and Restless as Hayden? Well, I was really watching that. I was 99 hours for in the background when my mom was watching, so... I just are seriously why you like two thousand four. Well, I remember that time. Yeah, I remember that time. I remember that 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 when CBS chicken were chicken shit and they didn't want to play the story because of the racism. And they had the Midwest racism. That was just straight racism. That was straight. Yeah, like they, they loved the fact that Neil was 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 Victor's errand boy, but he wasn't good enough to marry Victor's daughter. I just, I wanted them together so badly because... Oh, yeah. Kristoff and Heather Tom had some great They just went there. Fire. They were straight fire. They could have took it there. I mean, we had to, we had to suffer through boring-ass Cole Howard. Oh, but I liked Cole, too. Okay. I I like Cole, too. (laughs) I like, I don't like what Eddie's done to his face, but I liked I like early Cole and Victoria. I didn't like the later years of that. With him and Ash, him and Ashley, that boring. Yeah, to this that, day, like, I want to call Howard like with Ash to come sex up Victoria. I want Cole Howard with Alan. That's what but, I always wanted. Oh lord! But Neil was so tender. With Neil was so tender with Victoria. Victoria had had a miscarriage because Neil was gonna like was gonna take over and be the father. I think who was Victoria uh, yes. pregnant by? She was pregnant by Cole, I think. And yeah, with Cole and. And Neil was gonna like take over and you know oh. be the father of her child and oh you know, it was just the way they oh, played those scenes together and um but Victoria lost the baby and Neil was there for oh oh and then the Midwest racist <laughs> want to go and write all type of letters and every fan of Melissa wild, Reeves like came out of the woodwork back then like and then poof the it was gone you don't it know what they gone. are on the map. You know, like Illinois, and, and it was done. It ended it so abruptly. <laughs> it was so abruptly. Ended. That was trash. I was, like, I was oh. like, "Wait, what?" Like the buildup was there, the tension was there. It was just perfect, and mm-hmm. then they just went and just, you know, Neil and Victoria would have been so time. interesting, and I would have loved for you know that to continue and then we would have gotten more drusilla and victoria's stuff and uh missed opportunity such a missed opportunity can you imagine heather tom and victoria heather tom and and victoria oh that that would have just i would have just pissed all over myself because that would have just been too much to handle it would have been so much it would have been oh the yelling alone, I would have had to turn down my TV to like a five. Ugh. But no, we we couldn't get that. But we got other good stuff on the Young and the Restless. Not now, but back then. Oh uh, yeah, we, we got the we, we got the real interracial super couple for the ages. We got Kane and Lily. Oh, I'm so exciting, yeah. Oh. You know what? You be quiet because we could be sitting in Lane Hell right now. Shut up. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. Like, oh, nothing says love than like. I have summer and cough right now, so I don't care. But all I'm saying is, honey, we barely got them. That he comes in contact with, so I don't know why anyone 
would want their fave with that dude right there. But hey, you know, that lets me know how some of you women act in your real lives. We're going to let that go. Man, nothing like a 50-year-old Aussie con man and a 30-year-old non-threatening light-skinned biracial girl. Light-skinned biracial. As long as you're hot to each other all the time. I mean, that was the only reason they liked them together. Like, you know, Crystal Khalil, I love her down, but she's a non-threatening, light-skinned, biracial girl. You have got to stop saying that. <laughs> that's what, that's what it is. Oh, we know what it is. Now. That's I just, it is. oh, Lord. On the one hand, I'm like, okay, if they do pair her with Billy, at least I know she'll get up in his face and tell him about himself, because everybody else just lets him walk all over. Just walk. True. Plus, you know, Jason Thompson mm. likes, likes a little chocolate, so, you know. It's more believable. We know that. Mm-hmm. We can see this. We can well, see this. Tiggs, where can our listeners find you in your box of chocolates on Twitter? <laughs> the best 11 on A5. And Miss D, you hot little thing, where can they find you? You can find me lusting over Chandler Massey at TMZDD. And the one, the only, my soulmate, Rodrigo, where can they find you? You can find me at Rodrigo's World 81. And finally, I guess we have to get it over with. You just use that voice on him. Alan, Sarappa, Pratt, McTavish, Phelps, Wheeler, where can they find you killing all these old folks? Fuck you, Casey. Anyway, <laughs> you can find your ass in the Listeners, we do have we do have more we do have more interviews coming in October. We're very excited. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Thank you for letting him go. I know. I'm sick of hearing them names. I don't want to hear them last names no more. Don't say that shit no more. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Don't say the names no more. Ever in the podcast. Ever. I wish maybe I need to publish the video portion of that because I hope everybody can see how Alan is just in this dim light. <laughs> and he just looks straight on at the screen. Oh wait, you gonna put us on video where you know that I just went for a run. You ain't but sure. Alan, you know I love um but okay. <laughs> anyway, I mean, look, Alan is—he's basically Alan Sarappa Locker when it comes to this podcast. Because if you need something, Alan can get it for you. Uh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I told you he gonna—he gonna dig up Jeannie Cooper's shit. I'm like, damn, Alan. All right, get it together. But anyway, you can find me at KCS Hutch. You can find our show on Twitter at the Chat underscore Podcast. Um, everybody, thank you for the amazing feedback on the Wally Kurth interview. Um, that was a lot of fun to do. Um, and thank you so much to Alan for getting him in the first place. Um, and have a good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, y'all. Bye. Good night, y'all. Keep wearing your mask.